0: Welcome to the Inside Out Theory, the home for performing artists to unlearn what they've been taught so they can become who they are. This is where artists and entrepreneurs become self-made and unfuckwithable. So sit back and let's get started. Hello everyone. Thank you for listening to the Inside Out Theory. Today's episode is sponsored by House of Jazz Artist Development Program, a four-week program in London, UK, where we train your trilogy, mind, body, and soul. I truly believe it's just as important for artists to train their mindset as much as we train physically and creatively. So whether you are a new graduate or a professional artist looking to re-spark their career, we encourage you to join us as we open your mind, challenge your body, and inspire your soul. This program only happens twice a year and it is truly life-changing. For more information, please visit houseofjazzcompany.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Out Theory. Oh my gosh, it's been since April. April, I haven't spoken to you all since April. My sincere apologies. This year has been crazy. (laughs) It's been crazy. I do feel like I haven't shown up here um, for quite a few months, partially because I've been busy doing other things, but also partially because I have been doing a lot of inside out theory just uh, in person and in one to ones and in group settings as well. And so I haven't, I feel like I've been immersed in this world, um, but only within the tight community of the House of Jazz community and not actually within the extended inside out theory community. So my apologies for not showing up for you for a few months. I have so much to talk about. (laughs) We're going to try and do it one episode at a time. I'm going to bring you back to May. I'm going to bring you back to May because that was when I had a. And I'm going to say this and it's going to sound dramatic, but sometimes we need a little bit more. Well, we don't need a little bit more drama. But you know what we do need? We need more permission to be as dramatic as we feel because we're not being dramatic, we're being expressive. We're being fully alive, we're not being dramatic, we're being sensational. <laughs> we're being ourselves. We're being fully alive. We're embracing who we fully are and how we feel to its fullest extent. And then we're painted as dramatic as if it's a bad thing. Hmm, interesting. Maybe that's another episode. I'm gonna bring you back to May, May 2022 people get a cup of tea settle in here we go may 2022 was pivotal for me because i finally finally learned the well learned or discovered the route to what i believe could possibly be my biggest loudest limiting belief and that is that i'm never chosen I know where that I know where this stems from it stems from my father disappearing from my life before I was even born and there's a lot of healing to be done there probably for the rest of my life I have done a lot I will continue to do a lot but I've always had this limiting belief that I'm never the one that's chosen. I'm never chosen. I'm never chosen. There's always something wrong with me. Those two really go hand in hand. There's always something wrong with me and I'm never chosen. Does anybody else ever feel like this? Maybe in your own words, but something similar. And I used to listen to Tom Bilyeu. Tom Bilyeu is one of my favorite, um, podcasters and the impact theory. And, I think I was reading something on Instagram that he had written and it said something like if you feel like you still have things to learn you're wrong. <laughs> it was so he was he was marketing a program that he was selling cuz I think he has his Impact Theory University and he said join this program if you believe any of the following things. AKA let's unlearn these things or let's overcome these things. And one of them was if you still believe that you still have things to learn, but not like not as in he doesn't champion people continuing to learn because obviously he does. That's why he has his own online university. But in regards to you're not getting where you want to go or you haven't gotten where you want to go or you're not who you want to be because you still haven't learned something yet. And I remember reading that and going, yeah, I really, I really do still feel that way. I really, I would lie in bed and I would daydream and I would journal. And I, for the longest time up until May of this year, I was like, there's still something that I haven't learned that's getting in my way. That's allowing me to still get in my way. I still feel like there's something in the root of my subconscious that's really getting in the way of me feeling the way I want to feel of me being who I want to be and of me doing the things that I want to do. I still really feel like there's something there. And then I read that and I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there isn't something still there. always trust your intuition. (laughs) Trust yourself because you know, you know, I was right. Not that it's about being right, but I was right. So May was difficult because for whatever reason, and maybe I'll get into this on another episode, but for whatever reason, I was doing work that I enjoy doing, doing work that would that the world or our industry would perceive me as being successful. And I couldn't feel, I couldn't have felt less successful. I'm talking lying on my yoga mat, sobbing. (laughs) Whilst on a job, getting ready to go to that job, thinking and feeling, feeling like an absolute failure. And just shocked and dismayed and, and thrown right off course. You know when you feel a certain way and then you also feel a certain way about feeling that way? <laughs> you know, so I'm already sad, but now I also have judgment towards being sad. So now not only am I sad, but I'm angry that I'm sad, and then I'm sad that I'm angry that I'm sad. Like, my God. So there was a lot going on a lot. And I didn't really understand the root of it all. I had a massive breakdown. This always happens every time I go home to Vancouver and I see my family. Your family just seems to... My family, luckily, is a safe space. We got our we got our stuff. <laughs> but I never feel like I need to be anything other than completely who I am. I can be completely off. I can, I can have all the emotions and I think there was a lot of things that were going on that I maybe hadn't, I don't know, I don't like saying dealt with, but I hadn't opened myself up to possibly and therefore wasn't accepting or wasn't acknowledging or what have you. And it all came spilling out and I had a massive breakdown and cry to my family about who knows what. I don't even really still really know. It was just feelings. It was just feelings. But I was like, oh. I'm feeling all these things I don't know what to do about them and it was all leading towards this m- moment and so then I left there and I left one job I was doing and um, I went to judge a dance competition in Kelowna yes it was in Kelowna I believe and During this competition, a couple things happened. There was a moment where a mother came up to me and she said, she got a, a bit emotional and she even apologized. She said, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get emotional, which we tend to do, don't we? And we should never have to, but we don't know when it's safe to do so or when it's not safe to do so. One day I'd like to live in a world where we don't have to preface our emotions. We're human. It's part of being human. I don't understand why. I do understand why, of course, I understand why. But isn't it sad that that has to be a thing? She said, I'm so sorry, I'm about to get, if I get emotional, I said, well, clearly we haven't met because (laughs) if you knew me, you probably would feel less like you'd feel the need to, you wouldn't feel the need to apologize about your emotions because I'm full of them and they come out all the time. And she said, "I, you know, something along the lines of, you know, you've changed my daughter's life when you were up there speaking about being tall. um, She came off stage beaming and emotional herself. And she said, Mom, I really believe that I can be a dancer now because if Christy says that you can be a professional dancer when you're tall, then... I can be a professional dancer being tall. Like I, I basically gave her permission. She said it so much more eloquently because it was her words, but the, what I heard was I was able somehow able to give this girl permission to do what she wants to do and to believe that she can do it. Having no idea that that's what I'd done. I think I was actually complimenting somebody. I I remember something along the lines of complimenting a a shorter dancer saying, you are an absolute beast on stage because, you know, you are this tiny little powerhouse, but you dance like you're six feet tall. And then I said, so if you're, you know, if you're a shorter dancer, you dance like you're six feet tall. And then I said, based on the lessons that I'd learned growing up, I said, and if you're six feet tall, you dance like you're seven or eight feet tall. There's no shrinking involved absolutely not because that's what i did growing up and it has not served me trying to blend in my gosh my goodness what a waste of time blending in ah! anyway <sighs> when you know better you do better and so just that tiny little joke i you know it was obviously it was it was not a joke i meant it but i said it you know with a little bit of comedic I don't know, relief or what have you. And little did I know that that would have such a huge impact. And that's that's when you have an impact, is when you're not trying to make an impact. I think you have the biggest impact. And then there was there were some moments, you know, throughout the week that dancers were coming up and saying, you know, hi Christy, and how are you? And there were other adjudicators there who are brilliant, one of which taught me when I was growing up. And, you know, they were like, what are you saying to these kids? Or what do you, what do you, why, why are they so, why do they, why are they so, you know, drawn to you? And I was like, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's just cause I'm funny and I'm downplaying it. And then there was a moment backstage where this one, you know, you do get this as an adjudicator sometimes and other times, you know, they couldn't really, care about you either way but sometimes you know people can really almost idolize the adjudicator and this little girl or i don't know 12 was backstage and she was saying she's like oh my gosh christy do you remember me you taught me at this 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 and i was like oh yeah i do yeah hi And, and she's like oh my gosh i can't believe i'm talking to Christy lee manning and she full named me like that and i remember thinking oh dear god please do not put me on a pedestal one because I don't want the pressure 2 don't put yourself beneath me. You're a student. I'm a teacher. It just means I'm further ahead than you. I'm not above you. I'm just further along than you. This is like, I had this most beautiful, I don't know if it's an epiphany, but I had this wonderful analogy created for external validation. Cause I had a one-to-one speaking to someone about external validation and Maybe I'll get to more of that in a second, but the analogy kind of was, you know, don't put people above you. You will always simultaneously put, therefore put you below them. And I really do believe, I mean, I know there's a lot of things I could actually think of that would challenge this, but let's pretend for a second that we are all equal in the sense that if you're speaking to someone of more authority or, or you know, the leader or the educator or the director or the adjudicator in the room, they're not better than you. They're just further along their journey than you are. Sometimes it's literally just age. They were born before you, so they will be further along their path. Sometimes people, you feel like people are further along their path than you are and they're younger and then there's that whole comparison thing. But it's linear, it's not horizontal. Don't ever put people up and you therefore down. You don't, you won't do it on purpose, but what I'm saying is if you put people on a pedestal, you will simultaneously, if they are above you, you are therefore beneath them. Don't do that. Put it linear. You're on the same level. Some people are just further along in their journey than you are in yours. And that's fine, but you're still working at the same level, you're still of equal value. I just don't believe in pedestals. I think it's really unhealthy. Anyway, so she said that and I laughed and I said I said, "Oh, don't, don't." I think I downplayed it, which maybe I could find a healthier way of doing that for myself. But then she's like, "Can I get a picture with you?" and and she was she was just she was talking to me like I was Ariana Grande. Like it was just it was just, and I remember walking away going, what is going on? And then I had this moment on stage where I kind of sat them down and I spoke to them because when you're, when you're adjudicating you, you, um, you often offer words of wisdom, things like that. And I kind of sat them down and, at one point and I said, you're not going to listen to me until I earn your respect. And I think I can earn your respect. I'm not going to just throw information at you because you might already know it, or you haven't yet still decided whether or not I'm someone that you should listen to, other than the fact that I'm the adjudicator. And therefore, someone has decided that I'm of value and that you should all learn from me. But you haven't made that decision, someone's just told you you have. And this is why it's so important. You know, when you go, even at school, like in high school, or university, or when you go into a dance class, you have to, I don't like, I don't like, I don't want to, (laughs) what sentence do I want to say? I don't want to breed entitlement here. And I don't want to say that when you walk into a room as a student, you can stand there and go, well, what do you have to teach me then? Because that is also happening. But at the same time, I, I don't like giving unsolicited advice, which is hilarious because I'm doing a podcast, but also because I, well, you chose to listen, so there you go. I guess it's not totally unsolicited, but also because I'm very aware that regardless of whether or not someone said, you know, this person is valuable, you should learn from them. You want to piggyback on that. So I sat them down and I said, let me let me in a sense maybe earns the wrong word but let let me earn the respect from you or let me learn let me invest in you so you will simultaneously simultaneously invest in me so i sat them down and i said instead of just giving you advice why don't you tell me what you want to learn And what that does is that makes them feel heard, that makes them feel seen, that makes them feel understood, that also makes them feel valuable, that completely breaks down most walls that are built between self-protection of a student versus an educator. And I just ask them, what do you want to learn? And I let them ask me questions instead. And I think maybe that's what shifted everything so much in regards to my approach to what I was doing and I honestly don't know I don't know when it really all came together but there was a moment where I was at my husband's daughter's baseball game in Calgary Alberta and I was voice noting my best friend and I went oh my god (laughs) i have spent my entire life feeling like i'm not chosen and the universe or whatever you want to call it the energy law of attraction i don't know i like to use the word universe because it's just monstrous isn't it and it's all-encompassing and we we still have as humans so much to learn I love I love the quote of we are spiritual beings having a human experience as opposed to you know human beings having um now I've lost the opposite of that but that doesn't matter it's so vast and I just remember sitting there speaking to her going I can't believe I've spent my entire it all just clicked It all just clicked and you couldn't, the most frustrating thing is you could not force this to click. This is, this is the result of daily practices, daily work, daily uncovering a lifetime's worth of dedication to unlearning, relearning, self-healing, self-discovery, all the things. And one day it just all comes together and you can't make it. It will take all the time it needs. You just have to keep showing up consistently. So if that's what you're doing, you're winning. You will get all the results you want. Probably not when you want them, but they're coming. If you keep showing up, the results will keep coming. I promise. And I sat there and I voice noted her and I said, I cannot believe my entire life, i have believed that i am not good enough and i am not chosen and there's something wrong with me all because of the actions of a very insecure 28 year old man not even 26 25 26 year old man who got married got his wife pregnant panicked and left for her best friend, which just makes it that much more classy. And I, but I just sat there, and for the first time ever, that experience was separate from my self worth. But for the last 38 years, one has meant the other. And this is why you guys, I'm so obsessed with helping you all uncover the meanings that you've subconsciously added to all your experiences because they, they aren't the same thing. They're separate. How do I better explain that? I decided subconsciously at some point through the trauma of not having a father there for me, that that meant And understandably so, that that meant that I'm unworthy, unlovable, never chosen, something's wrong with me. I decided that experience meant all these things. It meant none of those things. All it meant was that he was an insecure 26-year-old man that was not ready to be a father. It had nothing to do with me. It never had anything to do with me. And you know what's so frustrating is I've logically, rationally, mathematically <laughs> known that for so long and and never had it sunk in fully emotionally until now and I think the reason part of the reason why it had was because again it was this it was, it was this massive explosion of understanding where I'd broken down oh gosh I forgot about Ikea. I'd broken down to Elise, my best friend, in Vancouver, at Ikea. We love to go to Ikea. We love to shop and fake shop. And then we love to have a nice, cheap, but very delicious meal in the Ikea cafeteria. And I cried, because I cry everywhere. Cried to my family. I'd had two, and cried alone. In my hotel room on this other job. So I'd had (laughs) three pretty substantial breakdowns (laughs) in the last month. And the universe finally, not finally, it's been, it's always been there for me. I believe that. I just maybe wasn't seeing things, but I was getting more and more emotionally fragile. And it's, it replied, going, okay, you believe you're not chosen. You really believe you're not chosen? We'll show you who's not chosen, or we'll show you who is chosen. I'm going to make it so obvious to you that you are chosen, that it's going to be laughable. And it sent me mothers, it sent me children, it sent me teachers, like one after another, after another, after another at this event, we're like... You're incredible. You've changed my life. You've changed my kid's life. You've changed my student's life. You're phenomenal. You know, you're invaluable. I don't know what I would have done without you. You know, you've given me permission to do this. My life has changed forever because of you, like all these things. And you know what's really, really, really upsetting for me? I'm now realizing in this moment, is that I've heard all those things before and I dismissed them all. And why did I dismiss them all? Because it's so easy. It's so easy for me to be accidentally impactful. I don't try to be. And I know I'm not like that. Look at this. Look how quickly I was to justify me admitting my own power. I'll finish the sentence so you know what I was going to say, but Wow, Let that be a lesson. What I was going to say was, I know I don't do it for everyone. Oh, and I'm so sad that that was such an impulse. Very quickly, let's just, let's just squish this powerful moment by going, I know I'm not for everybody. Still got a lot to practice, guys, but I have empathy for that. And I'm actually really happy that I recognized it so quick. That's a win. That is a win in itself. I have, d- I have downplayed it so much because it's easy. And we, we only, we tend to sometimes only celebrate things when they're hard. Why am I only celebrating the things that are hard for me? Why am I not celebrating the things that are so natural? Doesn't that mean I'm talented? Hmm. There's a word that I've desperately always wanted to feel and never truly felt because I was so busy trying to to celebrate the things that I couldn't do and then eventually maybe could do kind of because they were really hard for me. But then that simultaneously, oh my gosh, epiphany, another one. No wonder I never felt talented because I never, I've never, oh Lord, what? I have never felt talented because I have downplayed every single natural gift I've ever had. That is gross. This is huge. This is so cool (laughs) that I get to do this with you at the same time. Oh my gosh. That's what talent is, natural gifts. And I have downplayed and ignored and justified every single one because they were easy. That's what talent is. It's easy, isn't it? Okay, I actually don't think I want to teach that. But you know what I mean? Like The the thing that I think one of the foundations of the word talented, I think, comes with an, like, I think to me, it means natural ability. And I'm... I'm now defining talent as natural ability, which means I'm adding the meaning of it must come easy. This is this is my definition. Your definition of talent it can be different, but based on my experience, no wonder I've never felt talented. I've never acknowledged anything I'm talented at because it was easy. So, pff, well that that's it's not a, it's not it's not something to be don't champion me for that. It was so easy to do. I didn't even mean to do it. Champion the things that I work really hard at and the things that were really hard that I then overcome, like that's something worth celebrating. Why is the other thing, why are the other things not worth celebrating? Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I just, I I, I laughed. I laughed voice noting Elise in this baseball park because I just, I was like, I cannot believe I've spent <laughs> so long, 38 years, Basing my self-worth and my self-belief on a 26-year-old man's insecure actions, that's laughable now. And it took the universe slapping me in the face with child after child after child, after parent, after parent, after teacher, after person, after person, after person. person. Like it had to get ridiculous. It had to get so ridiculous that the other adjudicators were going, what are you putting in these kids' drinks? Why do they love you so much? And I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like I've always experienced this at every event I go to. As you do, as you do, if you're good at your job, not going to downplay and justify but if you're good at your job you get compliments you're one of my favorite adjudicators you're so funny you're the best adjudicator we've ever had great so lovely thank you so much this is you know always clearly always downplayed which I've now learned but you know it, it it always happened to some extent you know and it was really it was really like I really appreciated it and welcomed it and was very always very grateful always extremely grateful whether or not I justified or downplayed or believed it I think I believed it but I didn't really like I didn't really take it on I didn't really hear it I just it felt nice and I was really grateful to hear it but this event was on another level like the universe really had a confetti party and went, we are going to bitch slap you in the face until you fucking get this. And I did. Finally. I got it. Like it took, it took... (laughs) It took it being absolutely ridiculous and kids saying things like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to Christy Lee Manning for me to go. Okay, I get it. I've spent my whole life feeling like I'm not chosen and you're literally literally screaming at me going, You think you're not chosen? Let me remind you of the impact that you have on kids daily when you're in this environment. Let me remind you of the impact that you're having absolutely effortlessly without even trying to make an impact. Look at what you're doing. Look at how you're changing people's lives. Look at what you can do. Look what you can do in five minutes on stage as a joke, let alone what you could actually do sitting down and applying yourself and leaning into your natural talents. Oh my gosh. Like I hadn't even learned that part. I learned that part now. So it was, it was, it was absolutely ridiculous. It was, it was, it was so painfully obvious what was happening. And I just looked up at the sky and I went, okay. I'm sorry you had to scream at me so loud, but I get it, I get it, I get that I'm not only chosen, I'm so painfully obviously chosen to deliver and support and help and guide and be such a pivotal and powerful part of people's lives in a way that I even, that I want to be. Like, how wonderful is that? I'm actually naturally good at the thing I want to do. Oh my gosh. I've never said that out loud. I'm so naturally good at the, the impact that I want to make on this world. And I had no idea. I had no idea because I was so fixated on the idea of not being chosen to do things, to do other things, you know? And even that's laughable now. Like when I look back and I'm like, oh, I'm never chosen. Christy, the amount of auditions that you've actually attended, which are very few and far between, to be fair, because I don't get a lot because I'm not right for a lot of things and because I've kind of been one one foot in, one foot out my entire career anyway because I've kind of already always known that doing jobs is just not going to satiate me. It's just not enough. Like it's not, it doesn't like living for those credits is just not enough. It's not enough. I enjoy doing it sometimes. It has to, you know, it's got to be at least two out of the three Ps. Project. People pay. I need I need, a, I need two of the, two out of the three P's to be checked in order to make it worth it. Can't just do something because of the project or the people or the pay. It's got to be two out of the three. But in no way am I satisfied doing just that. And I've always known that. But I've never given myself permission to fully lean into that because oh, classically, I just, oh gosh, if I could just speak to every single dancer coming up in this next generation it is possible and very likely that you have been taught to want what everyone else wants and no one has sat down and taken the time to teach you how to discover what it is that you want and to teach you the confidence to want something that nobody else wants that is so hard to do because you want to put the posts on Instagram and you want the external validation you want to have the thing that everyone else wants that's what makes you feel successful you think but it doesn't it doesn't I remember I think it was at the end of May I came home no it had to be at the beginning I can't remember, it was in this slew of of learning this massive lesson and I was in an Uber. I'd been put up at a hotel and I was in an Uber on my way to be the movement director for a TV show. I was replacing another choreographer that had quit and I didn't apply for this job, I didn't ask for this job, I got a phone call and I did the job. And all the imposter syndrome comes in, going, there's so many other people that would be more qualified, da, da 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 da, and I'm in this Uber getting paid wonderful money to go on set, choreograph a wedding dance for this TV show, and I couldn't have felt more like a failure. And there's so many people. In this industry that if they'd been in the same situation they would have felt so successful probably maybe or at least they would have thought they did and i just remember sitting there going man this external shit really means nothing like i couldn't it was it was it was you know credit wise the production company the tv show it hasn't come out yet but so I can't say a lot, but the 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 job on paper is likely one of my largest jobs that I've done with the people that are involved, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Now that I think about the cast, 100%. And I couldn't have felt lower. I couldn't have felt more like a failure. And I just was sitting in that cab going, I can't believe how extreme this is right now, how extremely low I feel and how extremely like how extremely i feel like a failure and how large this job is i cannot believe that this is happening at the same time this is such a trip this is so wild and so confusing and throwing me completely off the mark here how can i have this job and yeah maybe not feel satisfied and maybe that's a lesson like oh maybe i don't actually want to do this i have it and i don't you know i really and i really enjoyed it too and yet I had this feeling of, of, of like, you're, this is, you're failing. Oh, it's just, I just couldn't believe it. And I I just sat there and I was like, it just really goes to show you that this stuff doesn't matter. And we think it does so much. And I hate that it takes us getting the things for us to go, oh yeah, we were right the whole time. (laughs) That that doesn't actually make us happy. It could for some people, it don't, it totally could for some people, but I don't think it's the thing that makes them happy. I think it's the reason why they're doing it that makes it them happy. It's never really the thing. And I didn't have a why or an attachment to those things. Like the, the meaning behind doing those things didn't mean anything to me. And that's why I think I didn't have an impact doing it. So yeah. Yeah. I just, I wanted to share. I wanted to share this because it's been one of the most impactful, prominent learning lessons. I can now sit back and go, I I was right. I knew there was still something that I needed to learn. There was something that was still hindering me. There was something in the roots of my subconscious that was getting in my way. And not that my self myself. Um, or my subconscious is cleared, and there's no limiting beliefs left, and there's no self sabotage being brewed, and not nothing like that at all. But I definitely got to say that was the last. That was the dungeon. I used to joke that 99% of me, or 90% of me, let's say, was open and like loving and accepting, and then there was like 10% of me that was like in a steel box. and like padlocked and covered in barbed wire buried at the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) And I think that, I think this is my box, the Pandora's box. I think that it really does feel like the final piece to the puzzle. And I don't mean that in an egotistical or naive way in regards to, I'm healed, but I that was my last like massive boulder. I moved the last boulder. That's how it feels to me, is that last boulder. Now there's pebbles and rocks and other crap, but (laughs) that final boulder was the one that I was like, nah. It's like that knot in your stomach where you're like, I know there's still something there. And I finally uncovered probably the biggest thing to uncork for me. And I feel so much more free to you know continue to work and learn but I really I feel like I've broken down the last wall and of something hidden that's getting in my way now I feel like I have um quite a strong awareness of of what's there and and not there's no evil monsters hiding in the closet there's definitely things there I'm not naive about that there's things under the bed but I think I, I think I have an overall awareness of what's there. I say that, and I'm like, you never fully know. But anyways, I'm over-explaining myself. You know, it was my, it was the last boulder. That's all I can describe it as. And it, I can't believe how freeing it was. Maybe it's the oldest one. Maybe it's the oldest route, because it was so tied to my childhood and my dad. Maybe it's just the oldest one potentially, and therefore felt like the biggest, because it was my two biggest traumas, my father and my career, and both of them came together to encompass my self-worth when neither meant the other. (laughs) Like my father's actions had no meaning or weight as to my self-worth, and yet I'd attached it, like I said, to my value and not only my value as a person, but my value within this industry. And it all stemmed down to, I'm never chosen. And it's just so painfully not true. So if you feel like that, or if you feel like there's still things that you need to discover and move and get out of your way, just keep going. There is nothing more powerful consistency. Do not stop. However big or small, don't do it from a place of lack. But listen to yourself, trust yourself, no one knows what you need, or what you can do more than you do. And for God's sake, celebrate your natural gifts and your natural talents for the love of god do not let this dance educated mind that we have make you believe that the only things worth celebrating are the things that you had to work really fucking hard for celebrate the things that you're naturally good at that's what makes you talented and those things should be celebrated oh thank you so much you guys this was a very impactful episode for myself like just on my own and things that i've been able to learn whilst speaking to you how fucking cool is that and i will be back so much sooner than i have been thank you Hello everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the inside out theory. We are so lucky to have you as a part of our community and very grateful for your support. If you like today's episode, we encourage you to follow us on iTunes and Spotify, join our online community at inside out theory and share this episode with a member of your tribe. Remember we are all stronger together. Thank you for listening to the inside out theory. We could not be more passionate about supporting artists and entrepreneurs in their self evolutionary journey, whether it's in mindset or business, please connect with us at the inside out at gmail.com find us on social platforms at inside out theory, or find us online at the inside out We so look forward to meeting you.